Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your anointed word. Cause your word to penetrate into our heart and cause changes in the course of our destiny. We thank you in Jesus' name. Say a big amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 6. In Genesis 3, 1 to 6. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that In the day ye ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and uh, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did it, and gave also unto her husband with her, And he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together. And made themselves aprons. Wow. Please take your seat. We want to consider the third duty of loyalty. This particular test I've read unto you clearly states that God was asking Adam and Eve to be obedient to him through sacrifice. Through what? So the third duty of loyalty is called sacrifice. It's called what? It's called sacrifice. Why do we say sacrifice? I've given you every tree of the garden. But the one in the middle. Sacrifice it. Don't eat it. You can eat everyone. But I need you to make a sacrifice. When it comes to sacrificing. You will hear another voice. God said, don't eat the fruit in the middle of the garden 
And they heard the voice of the serpent. Then Adam also heard the voice of Eve. Anytime it comes to sacrificing, there will be contention inside of you. Internal contention. Another voice will speak to you not to sacrifice. And your loyalty is not complete until your sacrifice is complete. Anyone who says he has loyalty but doesn't have sacrifice is not loyal in the first place. Because loyalty demands that you give yourself to someone or something beyond you. Praise the Lord. And sacrifice is not nice. So if you are serving, there are people who serve, but they don't serve with sacrifice. And not every service is worthy of the palace. The service that is worthy of the high place comes with your very soul. Concerning the mighty man of David, one day he was there, he said, I desire the waters of Bethel. And the garrison of the Philistines had encamped around the well he was desiring waters from. And the loyal mighty man broke through the garrison of the Philistines, went and fetched the water, three of them, brought it to David, and David could not drink because he said that they had sacrificed their very life and blood for it. Anytime you say you are loyal to God, he would demand sacrifice from you. And you have to get to that point where you demand it of yourself. You say you are loyal to your pastor. You are loyal to your leader. You are loyal to your church. You, The church will make a demand on you. And you have to make a demand on yourself. Because until you are sure that your sacrifice is pure, your loyalty is unacceptable. So Romans chapter 12 talks about a reasonable sacrifice, acceptable, holy, pure before God. So there are people who hang around. You think they are working, but they are not sacrificing. Because sacrifice will stretch you into what? You need loyalty. You can't come to church and just go away. You need to be loyal to the church. To the garden. This is the Oden garden. Adam was put in the garden. And he was given everything in the garden as God has blessed us with everything in this place. And God now made a demand. Don't touch this one. Don't eat it. Say, neither touch it nor eat it. So there are untouchables and there are uneatables. But the Bible said, Eve saw that what was not meant to be touched, was pleasant to the eyes. The lust of the flesh. You can't be loyal if you have lust. You must control your lust. Because your lust gives you temptation. Am I preaching? What makes a loyal servant disloyal is because of their lust. And uh, how can we even say you are loyal when we have not tested you? You see, the test is a temptation to you. But it's just a test. I ask you to go to the bank to withdraw some money. And it was just a normal test of running an errand. 
then your last made it a temptation. Because in your heart, can I see all this money and return all? Should I run away? Should I say some was lost? <laughs> That's your third duty of, of loyalty is to have sacrifice. See something that looks attractive and say, no, because of loyalty, I won't go in there. Because loyalty demands that you stay consistent. You stay reliable. You become dependable. Praise the Lord. Loyalty demands that you remain faithful to God, to your pastor, to your church. And the sacrifice, I know I can do this. I know I can get this. I can take this. But because of loyalty, I pinch myself to function. That's loyalty. And it is very easy to be taken away from the cause of loyalty. That's what happened to Eve. And there are signs. When loyalty wants to rise in your life, there are what? Signs. Tell somebody there are signs. When you are in a relationship with somebody, the person doesn't have loyalty, there are signs. In a church, when somebody doesn't have loyalty, there are signs. There are signs of disloyalty. There are signs. And I, God wants you to open your eyes to the signs of disloyalty in this garden. Because in this church, there will be disloyal people. Hey. In your office, there will be disloyal people. In your house, your home, there will be disloyal people. Everywhere you go that human beings are, there must be disloyal people. Jesus told the disciples, one of you has the devil. One of you. That's out of every 12, one has a demon. And that devil makes Judas to betray, sell Jesus to the enemy. So, even Jesus, after long hours of prayer, he had one that was disloyal. So, I, I, am, I, am I even, how many hours have I even prayed? And I was born by a man and a woman. Jesus was not born by a man and a woman. And even him, his leadership circle and executive members, one of them had a devil. Who am I not to have a devil in my church? Who am I? <laughs> Ask somebody, who is pastor? Not to have a disloyal person here. By all means, I will have a disloyal person here. But my prayer is that you will not accept to be that disloyal person. Yes, there will be temptations. Serious ones. So, we read the scripture and realized that, hey, Eve brought the apple to Adam. Adam ate. And then that's the, the beginning of their, their problems. So the first sign of disloyalty, according to our Den Garden series, taking our case study from Adam and the Garden of Eden, is number one, nursing thoughts of equality with your leader or pastor. Nursing thoughts of equality with your leader or pastor. There's a first sign of disloyalty. The devil came in Genesis chapter 3 and said unto the woman, Did God really say you people cannot eat? 
And the woman said, verse 2, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said, Oh, ye shall not die. For God knows that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and what? Evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, the tree was desirous to make one wise, she went for it. But this woman was already wise as far as God was concerned. Adam was wise. So he said, God knows that you people will become like him. You will become like one of the gods. Praise the Lord. Is God talking here? So, they, they sold an idea to them. Devil sold an idea to them. And they caught it. And in their heart, we want to become like God. And God was the pastor of Adam in the garden. Yeah, God was pastoring the garden himself. So, Adam and Eve, they were the congregation members. And then, the serpent came and said, you people can be like God. So, when he told the woman, the woman also saw that this thing, when we eat it, we will be wise. But the question is, was she not wise already? Was she not God already? Bible says that God made the man and the woman in his own likeness and after his image. They were already God. Their nature was God. Everything God has is what he put in them. He breathed into them the breath of life. And they became a living soul. So God just handed over everything he had to them. And he said that I am God walking on the earth in human flesh. In you people. But what did they do? Though Adam was fully endued with godly nature and content, the pride that rode in his heart to become equal with God was what brought judgment on him. When people are serving people, after a while, in your house, you can have a help. After a while, it begins to rub shoulders. People come to their office. They come. Boko, 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 boko. After a while, they grow wings in their mind, in their heart. We are all equal. They want to be equal with boss. Hey! It's not just in the Bible, it's in your office. <laughs> it's in your church. People, it is a thought to be equal. Bible says that Jesus, though he was equal with the Father, did not think, is it the thinking that I'm equal? It's a problem. That is what robs you of your loyalty. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I believe that a man is as human as a woman. But in marriage, the man is the head of the house. So when a woman begins to think, there's Eve. Eve is trying to feed the home. When it is the duty of the man, it's a man who is supposed to go and bring food and give to the woman. But Eve is saying that from today, to me to have husband powers. So if you can feed the home, I can feed the home. Hey! What a man can do, a woman can do better. Tell somebody, be careful. 
with what is running through your heart. So the thought of equality. Who is pastor? Am I, are we not human beings? Look, God has not chosen you to be the pastor of this church. That is why you are not the pastor. If he chooses you, you will be. Who is the MD? God has not chosen you to be the MD of that company. That is why you are not. And if God has positioned you there at this level as a worker, an employee, a servant, a member, it is the wisdom of God to keep you at that level for this time. I don't know what he's going to do in the future, but it, as far as this time is concerned, this is where God wants you to be. And you have to know your place. And don't let your heart run over the top. Satan said, I will set my throne. Satan, no. Above the throne of God, I will. It's a, it's a thought. I will. Is that that thinking is a very great sign of what disloyalty? Thinking equality is the way down. Is the way what? Yeah, Satan thought like that, and they threw him to the abyss. So people cannot serve when they are serving after after two years, three years, four years, five years. They they just begin to think that. This is my right. It's not your right. You have to always remember your source. Remember your beginning. It's not your right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Reason why church members just fail. Fail. Left, right, center. Is, see, and when God set up leadership and you distort the plan, it's, it's not nice. So if you're a church member, you have a pastor, you have a leader at work, you just have to be loyal. Because once you begin to think that, oh, me, I'm the same as the MD, you don't do the marketing again. You are a marketer. That's what they employed you for. But it says, you can even be a director. You are sitting on the table with the MD. But the MD doesn't chase for account in the bank. You are the director in charge of marketing. You are not the MD. You are a director for marketing. We are sitting here brainstorming, but that doesn't make you the Do you know the seed capital we used to start this business? Do you know even where it came from? Even if you know where it came from, is it you that went to bring it? You came to meet this thing working. Even if it was a manger, somebody put the manger there. Tell somebody, check your thinking. <laughs> Very important. When God gives you a pastor, you are in a church, you have to really think well. Adam sought to rub shoulders with God. There are people who come into a church, they fight spiritual authority. Watch Facebook. What is this thing about spiritual father? What is this thing about this? What is this thing about this? People fight spiritual authority. People don't fight their doctors. They never fight their medical doctors. Yeah, but they fight their pastors. Always fighting their pastors. What is spiritual authority? What is this? What is this? No. It is only at a critical point that you will know that the person who visits the shrine and the one who sits with the oracles in the shrine, they are not the same. It's just a matter of what? Time. You will know. It will be very clear. Like when you think that I am, me, you are the same with your father, biological father, because you have gone to school more than him. It is just a matter of time when you will know that you and your father, you are not the same. 
And wisdom tells you to be loyal to your father. Because even if he's a bushman, he has given birth to a child who understands how the city works. That is why your father, concerning Noel, your father in the ark is the same father who is booze in the tent. It doesn't change him. And the way you are clapping, boy, is a sign. Hey! Hey! This same foolish Noah is the one who built the ark to carry you so that the flood didn't take you away. So after the flood, then he has drunk small. And he's tipsy in his tent and he's naked. You go and see, you say, what a foolish man. See him naked in the tent. That's why God cares him. Because your father in the ark is, the, is your father also in the tent. The ark is beautiful and glorious for your salvation. How about the tent when he's booze? When it goes wrong with your father, his attitude doesn't go well. Have you become wiser? The thought of equality is a great sign of disloyalty. And that's the only point I'm making to you in this service that never ever in your life seek to fight your spiritual authority. Never ever in your life Nurse the thought. You can be nursing something. When you are nursing something, it's growing gradually. You pour water on it. You feed it. So you'll be there. So disloyalty actually starts from the heart. Praise the Lord. You'll be working with somebody. You'll be planning how to run away with his money. It's a sign. (laughs) That plan, that plan, that thought, that thinking. I wish that everybody brought a servant here today. I wish. It's a dangerous thinking. That is why, you see, in the old tabernacle, you don't need to fight spiritual authority. In the old tabernacle, the congregation were arranged to look up to the priest during service and not to look down on them. So you see that in the old tabernacle, where the priest were sitting was an elevated place. So that wherever you are sitting, you will just look at, like when you go to a typical Roman Catholic church, you will see that the priests, they sit up there so that you look up to them. You have to raise your head to look up. Because you are not the same. They are in an exalted place. You don't look down on the leader and think we are the same. You must climb some stairs to the podium. We cannot be here and we don't sit on the same thrones as far as God is concerned. And a pastor like me can be very bold to tell you that you must be loyal to me and don't ever think that we are the same. Yeah. When God also anoints you and puts you in a position in your house, in your workplace and all of that, it will be an error for an employee in your office to think that they are the same with you. You are the one that pays them. If you don't pay them, technically speaking, their families will not eat. And sometimes, the company doesn't break even. Yeah. Sometimes you pay salaries with borrowed money. But an employee doesn't know that you are overdrawing. 
to sustain their family and it's not your business to sustain their family by the salary. So it's a curse to misbehave when you yourself know that the business you brought cannot pay you and you are being paid. Most people cannot serve one person for a long time. They keep changing, 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 changing. Because when they are serving people, they look for mistakes. They look for issues. You are like an investigative journalist around people. You are looking for something to go and say. Something as a foundation for misbehavior. And so, oh, Papa will cry. I'm better than him. Hey. It's not a blessing. So the thought, nursing that thought, that I'm equal with the leadership God has established in the spiritual place, sacred place, and in the secular place, is an error. It's an error. Because all authority is established by God. So, once you see that thing rising in your heart, hey, this is not God, though. Check it, oh. Say, hey, 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 hey. Stop. Stop there. Don't, don't rise. Stop. That's what. Stop. Yes. Start afresh. Let me preach some more. Can I preach some more? <laughs> uh, preach some more. It's nice, pa. So, the scripture we read in Genesis chapter 3, you will find out that Eve and Adam, by implication, were trying to become something that God had already made them to be. They are trying to become. You are. You don't need to fight to become. And trying to become made them disloyal. So, disloyalty you see, the road and the path they chose revealed the definition, true definition of disloyalty. So, disloyalty reveals that you don't know who you are. God says that I've made you in my image and after my own likeness. Satan comes and says that it, that is not how you are and you too, you are trying to rise to become. What Satan says you are not. So disloyalty in your heart reveals that you don't know who you are in the first place. Because if you knew who you are, you even listen to that and people can talk. People talk. Situations talk. Are you here at all? You are driving somebody and in, in the heart of the person, he sees that you are a very loyal person. You are a blessed person. Then somebody tells you, so all these years you have been driving the person, what has he done for you? What has he done? Your contract to drive the person, what did the contract say? I'm saying the contract to drive the person. Did he say that you must be given an S gratia? So you drive the person for 15 years and you are going, and he said he should give you a house. Is that what the contract said? You have driven and you have built your house. You have already been rewarded. Yes, because what the driving you are doing, 
there are many people who wish they will be given half payment to drive. And you are given double of what they wish to receive. Out of that, you have married. Out of that, you have children. Out of that, you put food on your table. I'm preaching on. Out of that, you have bought a land. Out of that, you have known people who bless you in diverse ways. Because you, nobody would have even known you. But for the fact that God brought you around some people. And you are leveraging on the fact that I am so-so and so's driver. Hey! And, and you say what? You say waiting. You are paid. And your pay has always come. You should thank God. <laughs> you should thank God. What else? The, the extra you are looking for is what makes you disloyal. God has given them everything in the garden. He said, don't touch this one. He said, no. <laughs> this extra. Yeah. When we go down, you will learn that some things are only reserved for God, for the leader. They, it's reserved. You don't go, like, Joseph said, I can't touch Mrs. Potiphar. Everything has been given to me by Mrs. Potiphar. Dear, kaimbam. This is first fruit. See, only for Mr. Potiphar. This is not for the boys. This is for the man. Are you here? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? In every proper house, there's a seat for the man. There's a spoon for the man. There's a glass for the man. If you're a wife, you don't have that kind of thing in your house. You are an abongele wife. Yes. We have to carry you and throw you out of the window. The king does not drink from what the messenger drinks from. No, that is, that is, hey. You don't know who you are if you are disloyal. Yes. Number two. Disloyalty means you don't understand what your true worth is. You don't understand. You have a relationship with God. God visits you on a daily basis. He's put value on you. He could have visited the lion. He said, no. I come to see Adam and Eve every day. So when you show disloyalty, it means you don't know who, what your true worth is. How worth are you? What's your value in this life? And because you don't know what your true worth is as a wife, as a church member, even the privilege of God situating you in this garden, look, it's a blessing. And when you don't see that value, you begin to just poo-poo around. Because you don't understand that by the quality of your personality, you are not supposed to live like a dog or a pig. A pig doesn't care sleeping in the poo-poo. But if you know your value, huh, where you sleep, that's not where you poo-poo. Let me wipe my mouth. I'm saying it. Yes. But if you are anyhow valueless, worthless in your mind, you just waste yourself trying to become something you already are, but you have not discovered. You don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. 
That's why, that's why you are behaving like that. And I'm praying that God will reveal who you are in Christ. Jesus said, you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. That's it. God has already put it in you. I will make you become if you follow. Not following means you will not become what you already are. So all the people who find it difficult to follow, they don't become. And the reason why you don't become is not because God has not made you. It's because you didn't follow. And following is what will make you become. And if you are following, you must be loyal. Praise the Lord. So many people are. But they never become. Because they don't follow with loyalty. You are the wife. You are following. Follow. You are the husband. You are following what you are following. Follow. Follow the right bottles. Follow. Just follow this. Follow the right bottles. Most great animals... When they are going, you see them one following the other. It's a line, an unbreakable rank. They follow the end. They, they travel for miles and reach their destination safely following the right bottles. Now I'm preaching. You say I should not preach. When you are disloyal, what does it mean? Disloyalty is a sign that you don't know what you are about yet. You don't know what you are about. You own the garden. You, you are the owner of this garden. You, know, you don't need somebody to come and tell you that you can eat this one too. You should know what you are about. You are here to dress and keep it. But disloyalty, it means you don't know what you are about. If, if you know what you are about, you will be loyal. Because, you see, following hard and following with loyalty is one of the most intentional things any human being can do. And if you know what you are about, you follow well. You follow what? With loyalty. This loyalty is fighting to become what you already are in God's sight. You are already God. Don't fight to become. You fight to become. It means you don't know that God has already made you. We are great. All of us here, we are what? Great. Very great. Bless me. I followed my pastor. I still follow my pastor. Has he reduced me? Every year, by the grace of God, I'm growing in the Lord. Just following. Following. This is what God has made me. In his plans, he wanted me to pastor this church. And I'm pastoring. And the only reason why I'm doing this is because I was following loyally. Now I begin to fight. Maybe I was with me when I was serving my pastor. I said, no, 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 no. Don't they know I have the prophetic? Don't they know I have the prophetic? Everybody should follow me. Not, not the man teaching 10 to 10 to John. 10 to Luke. 10 to Matthew. 10 to this. We don't want 10 to 10 to. We want you to see for us. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> the deception, pride, and discontentment at work is a big sign of disloyalty in your heart. And what makes disloyalty the thought of equality even more dangerous is the fact that disloyalty, like I said, starts from the heart. 
So in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, very quickly, write that scripture. Proverbs 4 23. The, the wise man instructs us that keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. If somebody will be loyal or will be disloyal, you have to keep your heart with all diligence. Because if you don't keep your heart with diligence, disloyalty can rise out of that heart. If you are diligent with what you allow. You see, the heart is like a library. Anybody can enter there. But you can determine what they take out of that library. That's why you don't go to a library and take a book without signing. Is that also? Yeah, you must sign for it. And sometimes you go and say, I want this book. And they will tell you that this one, it doesn't go out of the library. It's read only. For the shelves. So as for your heart, someone will say this, someone will say this. Sometimes you will think this and that and all of that. Decide what comes out of that heart. Decide. Well, sometimes you will be there. Nobody has said, the devil will be talking inside your head. For all these years. <laughs> what has happened? Hey. So keep your heart with all diligence. When you are serving. Sacrificially. It is God who will bless you. Yes. So keep your heart. Tell somebody, keep your heart. In the keeper's house. Keep it, keep it. Tell somebody, keep it, keep it, keep it. What makes people disloyal is what they are looking for. So as you are in this church, what you are looking for can drive you to be disloyal. Following somebody who has been good to you, you have been serving them, you are looking for something. And then it makes you become disloyal. I'm looking for a husband, I'm looking for a child, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. It's like daddy is not even attending to me. I'm not attending to you. What do you mean? Paul said, though I am away, I'm praying for you. So how about the prayers? I'm always on my knees crying unto God, praying for you. And sometimes when people are praying for you, you don't even know they are praying for you. What's my stress? Do you think my stress is the fact that you have married for 10 years and you don't, um, you don't have a child? Don't you think that one stresses me? Oh, you are, you are, you, you are looking for a job and you don't have a job. I'm happy. The prayers I pray, 2% doesn't go to me. God, do this for that one. That one, that one. Intercede in praying. If you know sometimes what goes on in our bodies, when we are standing to minister, you will thank God that you even have a pastor. You even have an MD. For some MDs, they are on drugs and they are sitting at business tables, cutting some deals, so that there will be profitability to pay you. Yes, and then you are there, you are talking, you are saying what? What are you even saying? Tell somebody, guard, guard your heart. Diligently. Why? Why should you guard your heart? First Samuel 2, 3. Watch it. I'm mean, giving you two scriptures and we'll close. First Samuel 2, 3. Why should you guard your heart? Shall we read together? Talk no more exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him actions are what weighed. 
Out of your heart comes issues. And Bible says that a man speaks based on the abundance of his word, heart. So the abundance of your heart, they make you speak in a particular way. And he says that you can speak proudly or arrogantly. And then out of your heart too, you have actions. So sometimes your mouth has not spoken by, by what you are doing. We know what is inside that heart. And the Bible says that though you have not looked at the face of your pastor or your leader or your husband to say, stupid man. By what you are doing, you are already saying foolish, stupid, nonsense, all of that put together. Saskatchewan. Piaz. Why are you sleeping? You go, you go to the western region and say, dance copel. By your actions. He said, God weighs actions. So, you, that's why if you are a hypocrite, God has already seen you. Because he weighs your actions. He does what? He weighs them. So, you can fool me, but you can't fool God. You can fool your husband, your leader, but you can't fool God. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? Ask somebody, who are you fooling? <laughs> who do you even think you can fool? You can fool foolish men like myself. Now you can't fool God. God, he says he's a God of knowledge. First Samuel 16, verse 7. Why must you guard your heart? Disloyalty starts from thoughts. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. But God, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Samuel was sent to go and anoint one of David's sons. He saw one of them. He said, whoo, what a king. <laughs> the guy fine. Guy fresh. As he lifted his oil about to anoint him, God said, foolish prophet. Stay there. Stop that thing. Why are you attracted by what you see on the outside? He said the anointing does not respond to what is on the outside. Yes. That's why he's saying, he said, you, I sent you to go and anoint. And you are responding to what you see on the outside. There are many people who look like they carry the anointing. The anointing doesn't know them. And it will never go to them. Because anointing does not respond to the outward man. It says that the anointing, what it responds to, is the heart. Is what? Is the heart. That is why, even though David was not presently there, or physically there, the anointing was looking for him. And he was in the bush. There are people sitting here in the church. The anointing, eh, it, the anointing can come, come like that, come like that. You see strangers, they will come and say, fine, pastor. The heart, they will receive. People will be here. Because the heart is not good. The anointing doesn't respond to them. He said the anointing doesn't respond to the outer man. It responds to the heart. Tell somebody, check your heart. So that the grace of God will come in your direction. And prophesy to somebody, tell them that I see God blessing you.
So let your thought be pure. Your ideas be pure. Say no equality. <laughs> Say wife is a wife. Husband is a husband. Child is a child. Parent is a parent. Pastor is a pastor. Your leader at work is your leader. You have to be loyal. Don't seek equality. Even if you have more certificate, more qualification, if God says this is your leader, say so be it. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.kpshousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, be